0: You're listening to Wired on the Wing with thanks to Van Diemen Brewing, your local beer this footy season. Another week in football. What do we got coming up on this week's episode?
1: Mate, we review the SFL, NWFL on both the NTFA Premier Men's
0: and Women's Grand Finals. Uh, we're going to go live inside the Kingbride Den and speak with coach Trent Bulmer on the eve of Grand Final Week. Oh, yeah. While well, we also head north to
1: chat to Launceston young gun Fletcher Seymour. Uh, Derek uses a dial up connection and he's actually sent us through a deep dive this week. You're beauty. And we have a chat. About our respective grand final experiences from the weekend. All that and plenty more on this week's episode. And just of...
0: because everyone else is doing it. Why oh, right out on the wing! Well, everyone else is giving Lizzie the. Respect that she probably deserves. I don't know if, she, if, don't know if that's respectful calling well, what a, is calling her Lizzie. Oh, well everyone else does. Don't what, First name basis Massive
1: um massive contribution to local footy she oh, had. So it was great. Why was do a we great.
0: pause before <laughs> grand finals for a minute, I do not get it. Either do I. But anyway. I, I still I don't even get it at AFL level. No. I um, know she's a monarch and I know she's a genuine know. leader of the yeah. country or the, the figurehead, yeah. but Christ's sake. <laughs> It's AFL football. Yes, it is. I'm with you there, mate.
1: Um, you obviously went along to some footy on the weekend, if you're making comments there about... I did. Listening course, to it, I, Of course I did. Of course you did. I missed the NWFL start, actually, so I wasn't sure if they did it up there or not. If if they did... No, uh, Gil, was, Gilly was
0: there, let me know. If you're listening now, let us know whether or not they paused for a moment's silence oh, or something.
1: Jeez, he's got... Um, that was quick, that's Gilly. Gilly, yeah, just letting us know. Yeah. Has got a live feed? Yeah, the
0: big fella, he's listening What did
1: he say? Uh, he said, yes, yes they did.
0: Did he want that corn dog we've ordered for him? Tom? Oh,
1: I tell you what, we'll talk to Gilly, we'll talk about Gilly later on. Um, but, um,
0: yeah. How was your weekend then, Wormy?
1: Uh, mate, I had a great weekend, thank you. Started off Thursday night, the mighty, li- actually it was Friday night this week, the mighty Lions. <laughs> what a win yeah, against the Dees. They did do well. Yeah, so that was uh, that was good to don't see. I don't think a lot of people would have um, predicted that either. Do you reckon this would be, if they, if they win the grand final? No. Do you reckon it would be one of the greatest finals efforts to beat Richmond in round one, at home, so I get that, but to then, a team that hasn't won at the MCG for, uh, what was it, nine years, to then beat the reigning premiers, to then beat the team that finished on top of the ladder, And then potentially to beat either Collingwood at the MCG or Sydney, it wouldn't make it as good. That would be a phenomenal, phenomenal run for a team that finished fifth. We're a
0: local podcast, so right. we're going to continue on. <laughs> you, you know what's weird? I just realised when you're saying that, we're actually recording Sunday night tonight. Yeah, so was, we've got to I was, change. I was actually going to ask you, oh yeah, when, what did you get up to Sunday? It's well, like, today's still, Sunday. Well,
1: I, I still, I again, I, I, I recorded the podcast, uh, went out and had to hit a golf. Now, you
0: went... I went to the N- NWFL granny. I did. I went to the
1: NWFL Grand Final uh, up at La Trobe between Devonport and Wynyard, and it was a belter, so obviously... You know, you, you couldn't make it. Um, no, I was to, planning on going,
0: yeah. but circumstances changed across my morning, which curtailed me significantly. Yeah,
1: so I had my brother up, so we decided to pack the car with uh, four kids. Actually, not the right four, I, I would have thought, wanted to come. So I took Charlie, my middle one, who's with me for all the footy, but Mia came. And uh, my brother safety first. She had a helmet on all day. She did (laughs) up there. And then I took uh, yeah. So my brother came up from Hobart. You sat on the grass. We sat everywhere. We moved around because you got the kids. But so we walked in and then we uh, went up to the northern end, uh, the Devonport end, and um, yeah, sat up on the grass just in front of the can bar. Uh, That was interesting. It was. Increase in size from last year. Massive. So many more people were allowed in now, the can bar. Now, interestingly,
0: what, no doesn't, line, no what doesn't the can bar do? Because on the photo, if you have a look at the container, yep. above the container, they say they do, they're a restaurant, accommodation, <laughs> bar, coffee shop, uh, TAB, functions, and counter mills. Wow. All across the top there. I did not. Uh, maybe it goes further out the back than we know. I, don't I did... know if it might have just been a little bit of advertising, <laughs> but whoever's doing that advertising, no one could see who you were from because you put your name on the bottom, below waist level, <laughs> where everyone's no standing. Said, do you know what we need to do? We need to turn that into the wing bar
1: for next year. So we'll put that on the agenda. So no, it was uh, it was it was heaving. It poured for maybe rained for, not poured. I, I shouldn't say poured. Bad um, term there. It rained for spat at us for maybe five minutes. So we just hit under the veranda there next to the can bar. That was interesting for the kids. That was a couple of lessons there. A couple of old blokes next to me that commentating the whole game. That was quite funny. And mm. then we moved you didn't we, throw a microphone their way or anything. No, we didn't. Uh, at half time got to half time and the first half we I was, but we'll talk about this later, but the first half was full on. Ring a ding ding. Yeah. So said. anyway at half time I went into the Devonport rooms and had a had a bit of a listen in. That was... Uh, didn't You hear said the... you were going to go Wynyard runes. I went to the Devon Fort Didn't hear the sermon that we'll, we'll allude to later on, if you, you've alluded to on the social media posts. But then I came out and there he was, the great man,
0: Gilly. <laughs> down with the, pe- the people's man.
1: No, he
0: wasn't <laughs> down with the people. He, he was up on
1: the f- five-story veranda. He was up on the veranda looking down at me and the rest of us plebs down there. And so he saw me. I thought he would have... Walked down, but no, just stayed up top, front row, waved,
0: queen-like down to me. Said, oh, "Where's Wildus?" Wonder if Gilly will get an invite to the royal um, funeral. Uh, flying It'd have to be a. It'd have to be a chance. Would you, it, it? Well, that's a toss-up. Well, now Melbourne are out. He yes. Doesn't have conflicting AFL commitments. <laughs> Actually, I wonder if he he won't want to go. I might uh, I might hit him up for the ticket.
1: I'll send him that now. I'll send him a message. Do you it?
0: Uh yeah, and then you we met back up at uh, UTAS. You caught the last quarter of yeah. the NTFA. So I had a I had a text message from a mate who
1: listened into last week's episode, and he sent me a text and said, I, I, "I'm not quite sure about your schedule for Saturday. How you're going to be able to get from the NWFL to the N, to UTAS?" But we did just cop the last half. Probably There's a tick of approval for Derek's timeline. Yeah, so I probably got uh, ten minutes into the third quarter. Walked in the ground. Ground was heaving. I actually reckon there was a better atmosphere there There at NTCA. Um, and UTAS. At Sorry, U- <laughs> UTAS for the NTFA. Um, it was heaving. I called the phone. I thought, oh, where's Wilders? Gave you a quick buzz. And as I was calling you, I saw you reaching for your phone. And you were there in front of the North Wanting Rooms. Uh, interesting positioning on the ground. You were there in front of... With, Way out on the wing. On the wing with the uh, roacher. Supporters. I was
0: technically just in front of the North boys, who yeah. were just up above celebrating yeah. a little bit. Celebrating. Sneak, end of season. Sneaking
1: beers down to the... No. Um, um And uh anyway, so I got there, and I wasn't sure who I was going to go for. You were definitely barracking for Rocha Lee. You were all over Lee, and by the end of it... Everyone loves an underdog. They've well, been down all day. They were. On a route for a good contest. Uh, Even if it, they didn't get up, we no. wanted to be closer
0: than what it was. Well, I
1: was supporting Lee definitely at the end as well because I wanted to get out of that UTAS Stadium
0: alive and in one piece. It was on There was in the last electrical charge in the uh, atmosphere for sure. Now, a lot of you were very quick to get up the um, into the seating where we were. Yes. I don't know whether you noticed or not, but there were a lot of eyeballs that burnt holes right through you when you walked <laughs> in. Everyone's there, and, and it was really hard crowd to tell, because obviously both Longford and Rachel are both the Tigers, so there's a lot of black and yellow going around, and uh, you roll in <laughs> with your... Army green puffer vest and a pristine iron white T-shirt and beige pants. No, they weren't beige, they were navy. All right, navy, sorry. With the R- was <laughs> I actually wasn't looking from the waist down. You just saw the... And oh, I shit, thought, please don't see I me. Thought, please don't see me. No, I actually thought, shit, this is a bit early in the day for this to kick off by the time they start to get stuck into you. And you made no, your well, way up I made, very quickly. I
1: made a, made a couple of mates with some Lee boys behind us.
0: Um but no, there was uh, where where you were standing. There was some unsavoury um, sort of characters and nature in the crowd, which was oh, pretty just, disappointing just, to see. I know it was few yeah. and far between, but um, I think this day and age, you got to call that shit out. Yeah, it's, just just not needed. People, you don't go to a local football final looking for, Well, you fight. shouldn't looking for a
1: fight. No, absolutely. And um, I get the banter and stuff, but I mean, mate, when you I, I rocked up. At just after halftime, and I said, "Oh, you got a you are having a beer? I'll go get one." You said, "Well, you've only got beer because they've sold out of Jack Daniel's,
0: Bundy, Beam." Don't know if they sold out. Don't know if that was a the line they were delivering. Maybe that was a calculated call that after halftime we're yeah. going to pull these because yep. things are just starting to get yeah, lit. Yeah, well, they
1: were—they were—they were definitely starting to get lit. There were a few boys hovering around, just. Uh, just yeah. You're right, you, you do not go,
0: go for that. go to local football to support your team. You don't go there to... Is the word berate? It's probably a bit more, a bit heavier than berate, the yeah. opposition. So it was not good to see. Um, but yeah, they uh, they did um, cut out the options at uh, half-time. Now, I'm not sure whether that unsavoury behaviour that was in the crowd was related to the fact that the one can vessel that you could buy behind the bar... Cascade light tins <laughs> Is that what we were drinking? <laughs> no that was what uh-huh. No there was draft beer But then the only vessel You could right. actually grab Was a was Cascade a light. light So Yeah you weren't going to sell I then. can understand Whether there was A little bit of upheaval Within the crowd But yep. I don't think It was yep. re- related to that Yeah fair enough uh, What did you think Of the game mate?
1: <laughs> you, you obviously were there at, From the
0: start uh, <sighs> Longford controlled it all day Because they had The, the best on ground um, Michael Larby Absolutely give them first use of the ball all day.
1: Was he the best on ground? Or
0: was Cousins the best on ground, but they just lost, so they wouldn't give him the medal? Uh, no, Larby was probably more influential on the game and the result, and he kicked a good goal as well. So I think uh, Rocha, Rocha had their opportunity. They just couldn't get ball in hand. They were on the back foot, defending from the from the first contest, yeah. unfortunately. Liam, so. Liam
1: Davies was good. We, he uh, it was the, yeah. the, the bright boots, and he was solid. Um, yeah.
0: Now, you mentioned uh, Kurt Bayard. Yes. Um just wondering whether or not he was conducting a, a post-game sermon <laughs> or a post game karaoke uh, night in the club rooms. There was a photo that went round. He was obviously addressing everyone at the end of the match, winners. But he had all the players seated like kindergarten kids in front of him. <laughs> Maybe he was announcing a retirement or something? Have we got to the have we got to the
1: bottom of it? You said he's going he was singing no, a song on the well,
0: socials. Well, I just, but... I, 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 Put that one up just as a bit of fun and stuff And haven't got a bite from anyone yet No, so. well I sent
1: him a text earlier on And didn't get a sniff So I reckon he's uh, well and truly Ripping through a few cascade lights
0: Ball! Yeah! Whoa, great decision that one Now listen, way out in the wing We want to build a community A community of local footy devotees But we can't do that alone At the moment, you, the listener, are simply an audience. But the cool thing about what we want to do at Way Out in the Wing is to be that thriving community, a footy voice piece that brings all of you like-minded and hugely passionate individuals together. And that's pretty powerful in a largely regional volunteer space that is local Tassie footy. So we want to bring you together. Let us know what's happening at your club, in your league or region so that we can let Australia know about it. Send us a picture of your teammates' rude training attire. The shot of gold that they mucked up on the weekend. Let us know what your canteen excels at. Hashtag canteen watch. Or what events, fundraisers or reunions you've got on. Hit us up on the socials. At WayOutWing on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Or flick us an email. WayOutInTheWing at gmail.com So we can let everyone know... Just what's happening at grassroots level. One
2: zero,
0: one two, and any. Communications going through on your radar this week uh, Yeah, a little bit of communications uh, I
1: had a text from uh, text from good time listener Fluff He was down at the Kingborough Clarence game Summarising the game for us Presumably he'll be coming north Absol- this week I actually reckon he would um, So we'll tee that up Finished up by saying it was an amazing game of footy And that Clarence should go at a bag of something um, Hot chips? Uh, no, something unsavoury Rhymes with that Anyway, uh, sort of he did say, sorry, worm, but not sorry. So, um, yeah, thanks, Fluff. Great feedback about the split double episode. Good listener from the Northwest Coast hook. He said, some of our best work. So, there you go. Massive props to the interviews, I reckon. Very um, popular him, this week. He, he was worried about the jam-packed grand final schedule, but obviously we got there. And I've just received an email from young Charlie Dimpton about the kiosk on Saturday up at La Trobe. Ah. Apparently, chips and gravy, chips, $3.00. Chips and gravy, five
0: dollars. Two dollar premium on gravy, but no, he, there's no but there. No, 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 there is. That's an automatic disqualification. No, he
1: says, but the size warranted the 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 price increase. At
0: no point can you warrant three dollars of chips and two dollars of gravy.
1: No, 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 but the there was bigger bigger portion of chips <coughs> when you buy it with the gravy, uh, but, and I didn't think this was possible, but he said apparently too much gravy, and I will. I'll vouch for that. I, I tend to agree on this occasion. You're trying there get was, two dollars worth of gravy. You're loading it. Yeah, ladling, you're, not, you're not listening.
0: Ladling it on.
1: You're not listening. I reckon you got almost double the chip serving because they served the chips in a bucket, but chips and gravy in the big polystyrene container. So there were more. Yeah, but you're still ladling it on the gravy. But there was a bit there. He did. He's rated him a nine out of ten. So he oh, rates that. Um, get the, your scoring system right, Charles. The yeah. thing that I didn't like though was that. They were sitting, they were loaded up, sitting in the Bay Marie. I thought they were a little bit, I wouldn't have rated them well, so highly, but anyway. a point and a half. Yeah, off, I, I would have up. given them probably a six and a half or seven. So it's back down to a five and a what half. What he was impressed about, though, is that they had a full-blown ice cream van up there. Thick shakes, ice cream with... Um, was he playing the tune? fizz.
0: Was the tune going Ooh, the zippity Occasionally, oh,
1: like. No, green sleeves. Was it? No. Yeah. No, it wasn't. Well, I didn't hear it. But anyway, he rated the... He raided the the van and the food up there. Um, so that's all the that was all the correspondence. I, I got had, one notice. from
0: a uh, S Muller, congratulated, congratulating us for our exceptional set of interviews last week, oh, uh, and thankful that we split the episode into two episodes, so it worked in conjunction with his leg day exercises. Big calf man now, man, ah, Sean. Okay. Yep. Uh, and he's off the shoulder. Uh, after-school look, after walking the kids home. Yeah. Is, so, is, it, is that in his flight, his uh, bright yellow uh, little skinny shorts I he wears? He's a bit like Brad Cotton. I think he has Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Different all way. Yeah, different shorts. he you wear two, combo. Un- undies as well? Uh, probably. Uh, I had a message from one... Yeah. Sorry, Gilly, yeah. Gilly's just sent me. Well, speak of the devil, oh. I got a message here from D. Gill deep inside the can bar at Latrobe, wondering where we might be. He <laughs> sent that on Saturday. <laughs> he was nowhere near the can bar. No word of a lie. No word of a lie. Five minutes later, I got a message through from Hazy, who was also in the, the can, can bar. bar. He said, standing next to this awfully out of place gent in the can bar at Latrobe. Who's he referring to? Is it really? He, he did venture into the... Ca- wow. I thought he was just so high up
1: up there that he wasn't going to come well, down. Well,
0: Hazy reckons that this bloke standing next to him had clearly stolen an AFL Taz jacket and put it on. Speaking of <laughs> AFL Taz jackets, a
1: little apology to um, a couple of AFL representatives, <laughs> won't name them, who saw us in the Lee crowd when they were trying to shut the windows above us. I sort of lowered my head. Because everyone else around us was hurling abuse at them. I didn't want to be associated with it. Won the peach and, uh, I, anyway. and I piped right up. Yeah, yeah, you reckon. So Gilly's just got in touch. They did, Is this a Gil? We're going to have to call this the Gil episode. It is. Uh, they did do a minute silence for the Queen over the NWFL. Why? Oh, okay. I don't. Well, I'll ask him. <sighs> uh, and I also, For what
0: purpose? All it does is ticks a fricking box at head office.
1: Yeah, well, maybe Gil... People are there to see the football. Maybe Gil made him. Uh, I also said, now with the D's out, are you looking to offload your grand final ticket? And he said, no, I'm still heading along.
0: Yeah, we like not see you over there, Gil. Yeah. Uh, the state of the ground at North Hobart. Yeah, a little bit under. Now, there's it? a couple of football identities that were spruiking it across the weekend. One, Andy Tubes-Taylor. And one B Costello saying, what better site oh. than North Hobart Oval and Grand Final. I'm sorry. The Grand? Did you not see the photos of La Trobe and UTAS over the weekend? Yeah. Those Absolutely guys in Absolutely Hobart- shat all over North Hobart. Now, I love North Hobart. Yeah. don't get It's a spiritual home along with the gravel of football in Tasmania. Yeah. But you cannot pump up the tyres of a freaking mud pit. They had to cancel games at Signet. the Weeks ago, because of the Uh, run.
1: I'm sorry, but those in Hobart need to occasionally venture out of the capital city. If this is what it's going to be like, like just occasionally, gents, best football ground in Tasmania. Spread your wings, all right? Come up north and have a bit of a look. We're not against south, but I'm I'm against those in the south not caring for the north because Latrobe was mint. I'd ventured out the quarter time. Three quarter time. To have so a you're allowed listen- on the ground. Allowed on the ground. Yeah, was allowed on the ground at Utah's. Well, the kids were having a kick. It was love. <sighs> cut the. They leave the grass quite long, actually,
0: La Trobe, <laughs> But it looked. Did you get your ruler out and get a length?
1: No, place? no. But it had a bit of length. Uh, but it was uh, mint, mint condition. And well, they only get, they cut it. They did the Friday cut. Gee, it was good. They did. But the Friday cut. They did the fifty meter arc one way, oh, and then
0: the just- the center down the line. It looked it looked immaculate. It was uh, yeah. very good.
1: Uh, in a lot better. Nick. Now you
0: know, we discussed this, but neither of us saw it. Um, the Mercury's best hundred local footballers. Yeah, where we were, you, what? Uh, were well, you in there? Or? I thought it was going to be online. Yeah. Oh, sorry, the article or me? No, no, you. Uh, no. Well, this is why I wanted it. I wanted to see whether I was top ten Made or it. top five, <laughs> top um, one hundred
1: retired local footballers.
0: I thought it was going to be online. Wasn't online. Missed the Mercury yesterday. Went in this morning to see if I could grab a Mercury. Sold out. Well, no, they'd ripped all the front pages off and were returning them. Uh, return them back. Oh, they'd give them to you then. So They would it, have given it to you? No, because they'd already sent they oh, already been picked right. up okay. and stuff. So Okay, well, question without notice. Who would it have been Give me your top uh, five? Uh,
1: it'd have to be ex AFL players. So you'd have to have No, I reckon it'd be Jay Bowden.
0: Better than Jay Thurlow? Oh uh, yes. Really? Yeah. Well, no, hang on. No, because it was SFL. NTFA NTFL um it was the local leagues. So it wasn't TSL. Uh okay. So All right. so
1: take out take out the T-S-L. yeah, I'd put the prints up
0: there. Yes. Uh there'd be yeah, there'd be some stiff Rowan Bulldog? Yeah. Uh I don't I don't even know dirt if it, I don't where was dirt? Do you reckon he'd I make I don't even do you know. Dirt would make the top I, well this is this is where 5, I'm annoyed 000? that we didn't see it. No. <laughs> Sorry, Dirt. I think you've got to make a (laughs) qualification uh, first. Uh, I don't know if it was current players playing or whether it was historical. No, of course it's current. Current, it would have been current players.
1: Yeah, the Prince would be another one. Otherwise, we would have been in there. Who would you rank? All right. Who would you rank top out of northwest? top out of the North and top out of the South? Uh, So we've gone with the Prince for South. What about Josh Green? Uh,
0: Josh Green? Only kicked a goal of the weekend. Yeah, yeah. only kicked one. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, Four. Uh, <laughs> uh, so if we will agree on the prince down
0: south. Uh, yeah, up north, Jordan Cousins, Josh Ponting.
1: Oh, you're still on Roach. Get out! Get out of it, mate. Oh, who are you putting up? Uh,
0: Sammy Moses, Thane Bardenigan, John McKenzie. Nah. Love you, fellas, but no. Uh, Northwest. What about,
1: uh, hold on, what yeah. about Maddie Dennis? Matty Dennis would have to be up there.
0: Yeah. Northwest? Northwest, you got uh, Mav Weller. Yeah. Uh, Luke Russell. I think mm. He's playing this year.
1: I'll tell you what was interesting. I I'd, The the game styles between the Northwest and then coming down and watching the NTFA. Do tell. Oh, I just reckon the NTFA. I reckon the NTFA had. And I, but I wonder whether the wider expanses of
0: UTAS. Longford play on a very big ground, though. So yeah, they I
1: just seem to could... move. I, I I thought the skills were a bit better in the north. And I've always thought northwest was a stronger comp. But I actually thought the north teams would have beaten both the northwest teams on the that's, weekend. Um,
0: that's taking it, uh, what you saw, a half of. Yeah, yeah, I only the saw, grand the, final. I saw the second
1: half of north and the. I um, so it's probably. I reckon there'd be a, a
0: few people that would disagree, but
1: oh, I don't, I don't. Well, my my opinion previously
0: would have been that the northwest was the strongest comp, but we said that last year after the grand final last year, we said the complete opposite. We reckon that the northwest was far superior to yeah. the NTFA. Yeah. So you are really sitting on the fence 12 yep. months later. Perfect. I haven't mentioned the SFL. Anyway, we should um, just
1: do a state final and then we'd know, wouldn't oh, we? Oh, that'd be good. Yeah. So we have Devonport play... Well, uh, so Devonport, Lindisfarne and Rochel- uh, Sorry, uh, Longford. Longford.
0: When do we play it? This weekend or <sighs> next Monday? Tomorrow. <laughs> Can you imagine the conditions tomorrow. of the boys tomorrow? Where are we playing? Campbelltown. Bus trip to Campbelltown. Queenstown. <laughs> I'm not sure we're going to get buy in. <laughs> uh, when would you play? And you've it? got to pick up a random player on the, the way. Would the player a random? Random pick up as in a random player between your journey of your home club through to, to Queens, play for you? to play for you, <laughs> uh, and whoever's worst in worst condition, they get dropped. Um, and then there's a, there's an adjudication. Everyone stands <laughs> shut, shut. up in a line before the game, and there's adjudication of what the handicap should be, given the current state of the players.
1: Uh, would you would you let's say there was a state <coughs> let's say they, they did a state final, let's say it was a North comp and a South comp. So we're going to forget. So we're going to say that there's we've split up. In an ideal world, we've got a, a South based competition, Division 1, 2, 3. Yep. And we've got a North based competition. Yep. Division one, two, three, yep. and it's the North versus the South. Would you prefer to win your North, you know, your Southern region comp, or two weeks later? win the state final or would you, would
0: you win your win and we've discussed go, oh, this before uh, no we've discussed this don't before care the only them. way that that would have to happen the only way you get it off the ground is if the state final had a financial windfall to it yeah so the club might win 25 grand 50 grand mm, that'd be massive wouldn't it Um. so then therefore then you then you say and you might have to pitch it to the players and say look Celebrate your league grand oh, final, no, 20, but it's
1: worth twenty two thousand dollars. It's worth a thousand bucks, thousand each.
0: So we'll give you a we'll give you a big celebration afterwards. Just hold off for two weeks. Mm. Let's get this done. Mm. There's a thousand bucks in your back pocket.
1: So you lose the state final. Do you then still go out and do a silly Sunday Mad Monday c- celebrating the season? Absolutely, you've had? it'd be hard, sure. wouldn't it? Though, when your last game's a hey. loss. No, yes, it no. Nah, you sell. It. I mean, a lot of teams go out and celebrate the season anyway, don't they? So yeah. you'd sell. Nah, you, it you, put your, at all. you put your Guernsey, your Premiership medal back. Um, I, I, sorry, <laughs> I did see. Did see a young fella walking around Northwest uh, Latrobe Oval with the two medallions on. So he'd won the best on ground, and he was walking so around. It was, a cults part. He was yeah, Colts or resis and
0: he was walking around Jingle with Jingle. both on. And I thought,
1: oh, I don't know about that, mate. Put one
0: away. They're the blokes we need to have a chat to Yeah you could Just get in there Well Inner in psyche Who would it have been? Uh, it, it, it would have, it, it been could have been It could have been only One or Nathan two Nathan Fuller For uh, Oh no it's down south Eli Blizzard For uh, Devonport For the Colts uh, And they don't have the reserves They don't need a reserves line. Maybe that was him Maybe it's been scratched Oh maybe it's been taken off him Controversial For being so arrogant Probably You walk around Devon- it, Purdue- Hang on so that was a close game in the reserves. Devonport only got it up was, by it, two points. There was someone in the Devonport. Or was it wasn't a penguin player. Nah, nah. Oh, no, no.
1: <laughs> imagine that. No, it was a, a player from Devonport. Yeah, the Resies was a belter of a game from all reports. So. Um,
0: did you Tassie Devil Boys?
1: Yeah, season. Oh, stiff. Uh, you know what? I like our comment in regards to either it was a a mark or b. Front, on, front contact. on contact. So, contact. for those
0: that didn't see, prelim final versus the Dandenong Dandy Long Stingrays. The, the Devils led at quarter time. They trailed at half time and at three quarter time, and heartbreakingly lost by a solitary point. Defi- despite a last gasp effort, which saw Will Splann uh, controversially not um, paid a mark up against the point post, despite clearly controlling it. It was a mark and copying a fair bit of front on contact. So. Is that a case of the umpire putting the whistle away to not be the determinant of the game? Oh it was just Because on the flip side, did you see the end of the SFL reserves? Uh yes, where very did. did make player holding the man. Mm. Um Dodgers Ferry bloke went back and Dodgers Ferry legend. Uh last game too. Mm. Um Yeah. So I just I think the Devils I think the um Will would have gone back and kicked that which would have put them into a grand final so yep. yeah um tsl do you want to talk about clarence oh gee what a game
1: um what a game they would it, so King they got over the top had of clarence their chances didn't they
0: um they clarence leading by a point late into the time on in the final quarter Clearing kick by Clarence Player. Don't know who he was, Worm, do you? No. Uh, he found the chest of big Marcus Gardner, who calmly went back and slotted a long-distance because goal uh, for Kingborough in the dying seconds now you'd snatch a five-point win for the Tigers. You'd think that would have been the play well, of the day. He, he propelled them into the grand final. No. That got him there. No. No. Well, we've been joined on the line by Tiger coach Trent Ballmer in the lead-up to a huge game at UTAS this Saturday. And we start by asking him the question that he wasn't quite expecting and actually asking him about that mark. Trent, uh, if you could invite three people,
1: dead or alive, to the pub for a counter meal, who would they be?
3: Gee whiz. Um, well, let's get Mr Football. Oh, oh, is this in a football sense? No, or... can, no it, can anyone. Be anyone. it can be anyone. 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 Well, I think I'm going to go... Um big friday night lights fan and a lot of our guys are so we'll get coach eric taylor there um he's one one of the role models um i actually think i'm going to stick with that because now his name's popped into my head we've got to get tim riggins there in case things get loose tim riggins Um, yeah we have to have him there and then look we'll go with a with a standard one i think. Nearly everyone's childhood sporting hero was the great Michael Jordan, so it, we'll get him along as well to give us a bit, of, now I know, a bit of something different.
0: I know you're going to probably fall asleep tonight uh, thinking, oh, God, I wish I'd thought of them. Well, oh, what shoot it. I, I can't believe I didn't invite uh, El McPherson or, you know. <laughs> <laughs> now, interestingly, out of the three that you've named, which one of them is going to pick up the bill? for the countermill because we've heard you don't like to train is that right
3: oh, if you heard that from where i think i've heard it from which come is the source that's to do with matt demden <laughs> he is the tightest <laughs> bloke one of the tightest bloke i know and and that's a bit of reverse psychology sort of set up. so bo adams i'm coming for you
0: ah brilliant i like the way we've started uh mate uh just getting back to a football nature um terrific win on saturday talk us through your emotions during that game
3: yeah i think i um i think i turned to assisting coaches halfway through the last quarter and i said my heart rate's fine here but i don't know whether i want to cry or vomit but yeah it was just um yeah it was it was the range of emotions but you know Ultimately, we were just really proud of the resilience that the guys showed, um, you know, to be 20 points down at one stage that, you know, they kept coming, they kept chipping away at it and, yeah, they, they stuck to the plan. And, and funnily enough, in, our, in the lead-up into the qualifying final, we actually just chucked a match sim scenario, two minutes left, eight points the difference. And, you know, that's nearly what it was on Saturday. So... You know, we've got confidence in our guys that when they're in those scenarios, they know what to do. They've played footy together long enough now. And yeah, it was just just a really proud moment to see them do it and um, yeah, get it done at the end of the day.
1: and, and Trent, what was what was the better piece of play? It's hard. I know you're gonna say it's hard to distinguish, but life or death you've got to what was the better piece of play, the goal to get you in front or the mark? over one-on-one with Colin Garland. Ben with, Donnelly's mark down back. 10 seconds to go. Which one, Which one? if you had to pick one to put it above the other, which one would you do?
3: Yeah, look, I think um, knowing, knowing Ben Donnelly really well, like I coached him in state under-16s, and to see him come from, I know how much work he puts in, and, you know, a- anyone who remembers Ben from, yeah, that five, six years ago know that he was – he was a rail thin, like, you know, he had to jump around in the shower shower to get wet sort of type thing and um, to see how much time he spends in the gym building up his body and, like, there's probably hundreds of hours of gym sessions he's done which were for that one split-second moment um, where he, he, you know, he won that one-on-one and, you know, that's just such a great example for for all our players that it's no secret that he's... You do the extra hours of work, when, it, when you get your moment and you get your chance, you're going to produce, which is, which is what he did for us there in that moment.
0: Just in that last quarter then, did you throw caution to the wind? I mean, you've kicked five goals three to two goals one. Was it, a, was it Did you look around at the assistant coaches and say, look, give us an option C, D, and E, or what can we do? Or was it back in the process and, and just let it, the outcomes take care of themselves?
3: Yeah, it, it's, it's funnily enough, in that red time of the third quarter, we, we were having discussions of how we wanted it to look um, for the fourth quarter, knowing we had to, you know, we were a little bit behind on the scoreboard. But, what basically what we wanted to do is we wanted to, um, you know, we've played with three tolls up front all year. And then um, big fella Jack Tompkinson goes down. Marcus Gardner has to spend a lot more time in the ruck or nearly 100% of the game in the ruck. And um, it's sort of... We lost our way a little bit with our structure forward of the ball in the last month of the season. So we just sort of had one of those stuff at moments, like let's get Marcus forward forward. Um, so we bit the bullet and, you know, he would take centre bounce and then go forward and we brought up Riley Ashland to have an extra midfielder just to take the taps and, to, and I just think that gave our guys a lot of confidence with their ball movement, knowing that if, if we are in a little bit of strife, we weren't trying to invent something that we could get it to the top of the square where, you know, you had Marcus, Tyler... Jordan Lane as well, who came into the game in the last quarter. And, yeah, we sort of just got ourselves back to, to what we'd known all year. And, yeah, it was, it was a little bit of a risk, but obviously and thankfully it um it paid off.
1: Now, Trent, obviously the game on the weekend, phenomenal, but you've got to put that aside and we've got the big dance, the grand final this weekend, uh, this weekend against what is, you know, a, a powerful juggernaut in Launceston Footy Club this year. You took them on a few weeks ago, they they gave you a bit of a hiding. How do you turn around a 90-point deficit and, and how do you give your boys that belief and confidence for this weekend ahead?
3: Yeah, I think I think those stories are everywhere at this time of year. I think, I was only talking to our, our past captain, Sam Rice, um, last night who lives over in, in Geelong where um, I think it was Barwon Heads, beat Torquay in the grand final of their league over there and... Um, they had a 70, 80-point loss in the qualifying final and they turned it around in the grand final to win by 10 goals, I think. And I think back to um, to our footy club, our last premiership in the SFL down here in 2011. New Norfolk, who who we played, hadn't lost a game all year. So, um, you know, and, and had probably beaten us by six, seven goals in that qualifying final. So... You know, Huonville, I think, who beat Lindisfarne at times as well. So um, when they had undefeated or dominant seasons. So, you know, we know we're going to a neutral venue as well. Like, there are no secrets that we haven't been great at Windsor Park. But I also don't think we're the Lone Ranger there. I think, you know, everyone has a pretty... Or Lonnie's winning margin is pretty hefty at that venue, no matter who they play at the moment, the way they're going. But, you know, we go to a neutral venue where... We won this year as well. So we, we, we've got good feelings when we go in there and and we feel that, yeah, the, that our best footy, we know we can match it. We did it for half an hour in the qualifying final. So, yeah, the key is to extend that out for another three quarters and um, just give ourselves a chance and, and be there in the fourth quarter. If we're in a position to, um, to win the game, then we can draw on what we've just done, you know, yesterday by knowing that if we keep coming, we, we can we can get ourselves there or give ourselves a chance to.
0: Well, drawing upon that uh, experience on the weekend, but also you mentioned the last time you played Utahs in a after-the-siren thriller uh, with the Geordie Lane kick. uh, uh does UTAS, it obviously doesn't hold too many fears for your side or, and what the Launceston side can do on that deck?
3: Yeah, I think, you know, we've got to come come with our strengths, which, you know, which I think we did really well yesterday. And, yeah, like, we, we, like UTAS is obviously a little bit different ground to, to Windsor Park where Windsor Park's, you know, longer and narrower and, yeah, it probably takes that extra kick to get yourself to a really good scoring opportunity to get over centre half forward. And I think that's where we've really struggled turning the ball over. So um, against Launceston previously, sorry, but, yeah, we we feel like that ground is closer to our home ground, like Utahs, like the dimensions and how we operate and how we can play on that. So, yeah, we go up looking forward to um, yeah, playing a different venue and, and thank God the grand finals not at Windsor Park. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, it's good that it's on probably the best surface in Tassie, mate. So it should be a better of a game. You, I've seen previously with a few coaches they throw a few different themes out through the weekend. Luke Beveridge in the AFLs renowned for this you mentioned Friday night lights uh, earlier on in the in the in our chat mate do you have a theme that you run with something a bit different a bit left field to to get the boys up and about,
3: yeah. We, I think everyone now in this day and age does sort of operate on that. Like we, we sort of operate on a away games are generally a theme, and home games we come back to our trademarks. Like one of our trademark behaviours that we like, and we sort of theme it like that. So, um, yeah, like we'll, we'll come up with something this week, and it's not. It's really something that we don't try and force if it's there. It's there, like, you know, if, if you get up trying to tell a story that, you know, I think the guys are smart enough to know if you're you're making it up on the fly or, you know, it, it's not applicable to us. But, yeah, we'll, we'll come up with something well, with, with a little hook that, uh, I, um, yeah, to get the guys motivated and, and, and thinking about about the game in a different way because, yeah, we certainly do do that and draw upon things like that over the course of the whole year. I've
1: got a, th- I've got a suggestion for you. You don't have to take it, but with the uh – with what's happening over in England and the Queen passing away and the King, something about dethroning the Kings and all that sort of thing. Maybe we could run with something like that.
3: I don't mind that. Yeah, that's all right.
1: That's that's yeah. what, what we've got
3: to try and do, don't we? Yeah, well, as, there long you go. As, you, as
0: long as you're not a Republican.
3: <laughs> yeah, other, yeah, well, otherwise, that, you that might be spitting it initially. through gritted teeth. Yeah, exactly. I think, I think the players would pick up on that. Yeah, sometimes you hit the mark with them, and sometimes they look at you, you and they- see some of them like, "What? Where are we going with this? And what the hell are we talking about?" So, um, but I, I like to think we get it right more often than not. Um, first
0: grand final for Kingbra, uh, which is terrific recognition for the sustained growth of the club and the player development that's occurred there, and as well as your coaching. Are you enjoying it as much as you ever have?
3: Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah, I, I love it. Like, um, and, and like you said, the, the big things that um, we've been big on is is consistency and, um, you know, retaining our playing list as best we can. Like, you know, we, we've looked at the models of, well, what Launceston are now, but also when I first came to the job in 2018, it was, you know, North Launceston and Lauderdale. Like, guys, teams like that or clubs like that, sorry, that um, – hold those core dozen guys together like yeah at every footy club you you get guys that come and go but you know if you can hold around a dozen guys get them to grow together and then what comes in from the outside to that complements it so you know we've made a real focus of that of of player retention first and foremost and then um and then going to market if there's something that comes up i think I remember looking at it last year when we made the elimination final and we finished fourth, 18 of our 22 that played on that day were from our zone and, like, they were either Kingborough Juniors, Signet Juniors or Huonville Juniors and that have come through the the pathway to play at TSL level. So that's really something that, that we're sort of proud of or something that we hang our hat on, that we've got guys from our area of the state um in our team and in our club so yeah we've got 600 game TSL senior players now at our footy club and five of them are still there at our club but with only one having departed so um and they're still so young our oldest player on our senior list is 26 years old so you know we still feel like we've got quite a few more years together with this group and them seeing success and starting to learn every year a bit more, like what it takes to to get to the level that we've got to. Um, yeah, I think that that's been our key focus, and yeah. and it's really good that it's unfolded that way.
1: Trent, um, mentioning those players and hope and optimistic of the future. Are you optimistic of the future of the comp, the TSL, and where footy's at in Tassie?
3: Yeah, I certainly hope so. Look, I, I know that we're we're locked away for next year, um, and I think I think a lot of it will come down to what does happen with the with the AFL licence as well. So obviously, those decisions are still to come. Um, but yeah, I, I'm obviously I'm very biased, but I'm a massive advocate and believer in um, in the TSL. I think you need. State League-level footy, like, you know, the, the way I explained it to someone the other week was like, if we don't have State League footy, Ben Donnelly doesn't get a chance to play on Jackson Thurlow. You know, um, Lockie Clifford doesn't get to play against Brad Cox Goodyear, who's probably one of the best players our state's produced. So, you know, I, I don't think you, you're accepting mediocrity if if we, if we don't have the best from the whole state. Playing against each other, so yeah, like I said, obviously mine's a very biased view, but um, yeah, I think I think it's required for for those aspirational purposes more than anything.
0: Hundred percent, I could not agree more with you. Um, uh, presumably, there's going to be a stack of supporters heading north on Saturday. Um, I reckon there's a good chance that the Kingborough crowd could outnumber the Launceston crowd. Uh, you reckon you might might get a chance to play in sort of home like conditions.
3: Yeah, I think I think I've heard word there's a yeah few supporters buses being organised as well. So um, yeah, it, we hope that um, yeah as many people as they can get up there and support us. And um, yeah, it's a it's a big moment for our footy club, and and we certainly have to embrace that this week as well. Like um, yeah, we have to have a little bit of that self-reflection piece early in the week and, and be content with what we've done but also understand the, the, that we want more and, and we want to have a really competitive game and give ourselves an opportunity to um, to win a premiership because us and Launceston, at the moment, we're both two hours away from it. So the game starts on equal footing. So, um, yeah, it will be exciting to have our people there to see that, which um, they're, they're a real motivating factor for us because, there's a lot of people who've put a lot of years and a lot of um, time into our footy club. And, yeah, to see a lot of those down in the change rooms after the game yesterday with tears in their eyes, like, yeah, that's that's sort of why we do it, to, to put some smiles on their faces and give them some some reward for, you know, a lot of that work is voluntary, voluntary you know. People aren't putting their hand out asking for payment for it. They just do it because... They love the club and they want to see the boys have some success. Uh,
0: that's always a sign of a good football club when you have those uh, type of people in there celebrating the wins and enjoying uh, that side of things. Now, just with regards to Saturday, who's primed to fire on the big stage? Who are, we, who are the supporters going to look out for? Who's going to be the game breaker?
3: Yeah, I think like the, the obvious one for us is, is, is Kieran around the footy, Kieran Lovell, you know, He's come back from injury. I think he's found his feet. I thought his fourth quarter um, yesterday, he had some really big moments. So I think he's building to, um, to, to some really good form. And I thought, I thought our captain was outstanding yesterday, like Lockie Clifford, that goal he kicked in the last quarter from 50 um, to, to give us the lead. Um, but then Clarence obviously wrestled it back when Jared Harper had his his moment. But yeah, Cliffy had something like 29 touches. And looking at the stats earlier, I think he kicked the ball at 85% as well and hit the scoreboard. I, I thought as a captain, he was um, yeah he there was one of those classic, you know, cliche-driven captain's game and captain's moments. So I think he, he's been really strong in both finals so far, so I, I'd look for him to um, to step up again. And um, I think, you know, we all know that Elijah Reardon's a game-breaker from, from the back half, so... Give him some time and space, and hopefully, you know, we just want him to put his strengths and his tricks on show, like on, on the bigger stage. So, yeah, hopefully, I think I think he can be a really strong performer for us as well.
1: Yeah, he'll love the space of of UTAS Stadium. And then on the flip side, Trent, if you could, if you could nullify nullify and put a blanket over one player from Launceston that, that you think, you know, you'd love to just stop. Obviously, they're littered with talent. You know, you've got Joby Harper, Fletcher Seymour, who we're going to speak with, Jackson Thurlow. Who would you stop? Or if you
0: want us to go round with an iron bar or something, just uh, <laughs> let us know. Of of course,
3: c- probably a, a, probably a the whole starting A team. That would be, uh, <laughs> be a good yeah, start. We've only got till Saturday to
0: do it, right? <laughs> <laughs> if you could, if you could pick one that that you knew would just
1: have the worst day possible, who would it be? Who do you think you know controls it for
3: him? Look, I think around around contest, Joby Harper was really strong against us in the qualifying final. So, you know, if especially when he he goes he goes in as that second ruckman. Um, fourth midfielder type player. Um, He can be very damaging the way he moves aerobically and can get forward of the ball. So he really hurt us, so... We've got to put some time into that. And um, yeah, if, if we can nullify around the contest, him and, and the other guys there, Palfy and um, Fletcher, it sort of takes away a little bit of supply because, yeah, you really need six solid matchups forward of the ball against Lonnie because, yeah, all six of their forwards can, can take the game away from you in about five minutes. So. Yeah, we'll, we'll try and take care of Joby around the ball and around there and, and see if we can starve their forwards of opportunity. Uh,
0: now, win, lose or draw, and for your sake, we're hoping it's a win. Uh, what's what's the off-season look like for you? Are you a fisherman, a golfer, a cricketer? You get down to the Twin Ovals and watch a bit of cricket there or anything? What's it, what's it look like in the off-season for Trent?
3: Um, yeah, look, I, I, I like my basketball, so that normally... Um, translate to nbl nba season i'm a long-suffering new york nick fan so that really does my head in most of the summer so I'm it's, trying a, to work it's a out very, what, what...
1: very long-suffering Knicks fan yeah. then mate
3: yes very um so yeah i like that and um yeah obviously get to some of the jack jumpers games and that which is which is really good so yeah, aside from that i'm not really a big hobby guy so um, might, might be guilty of being a footy nerd sort of scenario. So, um, but yeah, try to try to get your head out of it for a little bit, but it doesn't really stop.
1: Nah, well, Trent, mate, thank you very much for the uh, for the chat. I'm sure if you can get over the line, the wallet will be open and you'll be shouting the whole of the Kingborough municipality, mate, on uh, <laughs> on Saturday, Sunday, Monday, whenever it is. So, all the best. Um, I think we're. Yeah, looking forward to hopefully what's going to be a cracking game at a at a beautiful ground between two you know teams in good form.
3: Yeah, cheers, thanks guys, really appreciate it, and yeah, thanks, Bo Adams. I think he'll be the one shouting the, <laughs> shouting the bar. Um, if he, as long as he opens his wallet and moths don't fly out, we'll be all good. We won't go thirsty. <laughs> be-
0: Make sure you're up to date with all things Tassie football by following Way Out in the Wing on your social media platforms at WayOutWing on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook and TikTok. And use the hashtag WayOutWing to ensure you're part of the wing community and we can share all your Tassie footy experiences. There you go! Wow, what an insight! I tell you what, I love. What was your favorite insight?
1: Well, I love the fact that even though, let's be honest, they've been smashed during the year, they are still going in extremely confident that they can win this game. So good on them! It's like a massive task. They would have to. If there was a betting, if there was betting on this (coughs) game, they would be huge underdogs. But I love the fact that he's still betting on this game. I love the fact that he's still confident. I love the fact that he's willing to back. You know, their process and their game plan. Um, you well, know, it's oh, not it's, all it's about the good. Tigers, eh? Hey? No, it's not. Now, we ventured up north and. We are up north. Yeah, but, you know, we've got to pretend that we're all over the place. We're state based. We've come up north and we've been able to, to phones snag. Work, phones work anywhere. <laughs> snag a little interview with Launceston Young Gun, Fletcher Seymour. So let's find out what Fletch has got to say about the big dance. Fletcher, mate. Uh, how is the prep going for the weekend? Uh obviously, you know, we want to know what you're wearing on Mad Monday. Surely everyone at the club knows that you're gonna they know that you're gonna win this week. It's you're just gearing up for Monday, aren't you? I mean it's a lay down was there.
2: surely. I actually haven't I actually haven't planned a kit yet, so I've got to get onto that. Do you guys have any suggestions? We
0: got plenty. Do oh, we totally have suggestions? Where Please. do you wanna start? What theme do you want to run with?
2: Well, no theme this year, so anything, anything's fair game. What, what do you reckon?
0: Have uh, you ever run with a cheap-ass cardboard Voltron suit?
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey, obviously, the obvious one, mate, is coming as the Queen, surely. Yes,
2: actually, that's a ripper. Actually, yeah. you would have a good royal wave in you.
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: no, I'm, that's, I think I might do that. Thanks. Yeah. Oh, well, Perfect. Uh, everyone will be going Done. in Launceston now. Maybe <laughs> you
0: need to have a royal theme, so just a royal theme. Yeah, oh, not a bad idea. Team meeting bad. tomorrow. Take it over.
1: Uh, <laughs> now, Fletch, if, uh, if you could like or be feared from your opposition, you're a nice fella, what would it be? Would you like to be liked by them or would you like to be feared by them? I'd prefer to be feared. Yeah, so how does that so sit where with do you a guy? Fit, where do you fit at the does, moment? How does that sit with a guy that's just probably loved by everyone? <laughs>
2: nah, I, I don't know. What, sorry, what was the first question? Where would I fit? At the, how would that fit at the moment? Yeah. Uh, well, well, it doesn't <laughs> is, the, is the answer. But it'd be nice to run out there and everyone sort of take a backward step when you're going for the footy. But I suppose you have to be a bit dirty for that to probably. Yeah, that's, do you uh, though? That's do,
0: the do, you, you, do you though? Or is it just purely on? Your impact on the game and
2: how you carry yourself. Yeah, well, yeah, that as well. But um, I mean, obviously, it's not. I think there's two two aspects to it. Nice to be liked off the field and feared on it, but it's hard to sort of get a combination of both, isn't it? Yeah, very true,
0: mate. Talk us through 2022 and how you've enjoyed the season. It's been a pretty dominant season for Launceston, and you've had a good personal season. How how have you enjoyed it all?
2: Yeah, it's been fun. Um, it's been a good year. We've got a good bunch of fellas um, down at the club, uh, pretty young demographic, uh, which is good that everyone sort of keeps everyone stimulated. Um, obviously, through the middle of winter, it can get a little bit taxing, especially adding Hobart trips in there. but. Um, I mean, this is this time of year is while we're playing, we've got here, so, um, you know, it's just been sort of that end goal insight. sight, um, since we sort of qualified back mid-year and then locked up top spot with probably four rounds to play, this has sort of been the goal, so um, we're working towards that, and now, yeah, the finish line's in sight. And the prep for the week, mate, the big dance coming up, has that changed,
1: or are you just going through the same processes down at the club?
2: No, same process. Um, obviously, week off leading into finals and now another week off. Um, Mitch is pretty uh, clever with the way he structures training. So we've been having our main sessions Monday night, uh, Monday night this week and Monday night last week. So it gives us the weekend off. So we generally have a pretty big session Monday, Thursday, um, get our Ks in, then have weekend completely off legs, which is nice to still get away, um, watch some local footy watch some AFL finals, so everyone's pretty fresh. Um, We'll have a main session tomorrow night and finalise the team during the week.
0: Mate, you're a member of what is a pretty strong midfield set, boasting lots of Joby Harper, uh, Brodie Prolferman, Jackson Thurlow and Jay Blackberry when they roll through there. Now we've had a chat to each of them, and they suggest that it's you that calls the shots on the inside and stuff. Can you confirm that?
2: Uh, look, uh, last year when I sort of had a bit of time away off footy, Mitch was keen to get me sort of involved in the coaching role, which um, which I enjoyed. So. Um you know, I talk to him a lot during the week about what we're trying to implement and I'm more just sort of the messenger, um, relaying it to them, but obviously they've all got a lot of experience and played a lot of footy at high levels, so it's pretty much just reaffirming um, our game plan and opposition analysis. There's not It's not a whole lot of hard work when you're coaching Bunch of boys like that.
1: Well, mate, um, Wilders has just stitched you up there because he didn't speak to him at all. He's just thrown you completely <laughs> under the bus, and oh, you've
2: you've I it. It. love it. That was awesome. I hope they, I hope they, uh, they say that. Um, but, yeah, no, they're a very easy line group to coach.
0: Do you ever change the messaging to suit your own benefit? You know, not look, really. let's, oh, let's just make t- sure we get the hands out uh, to Fletch at the back.
2: Yeah, no, I try, I, I try and create uh, tight, contested games with not a whole lot of running and spreading, which, uh, <laughs> which tends to suit me. Uh, I think uh, the boys like Palf and Joby, who are really good runners, sometimes get a little bit irritated with my messaging around stoppage, which is just keep it in tight and uh, not really hit it to the outside. And so, yeah, I certainly try and tailor it a little bit.
1: And, uh, mate, where do you think – obviously, you're littered with, with skilled uh, players across the line. Where do you think the game's, the, the game's going to be won on the weekend?
2: Uh, certainly at, at stoppage. Uh, the Tigers are, um, I think, they're number one in the competition for, for stoppage and scoring from stoppage. Um, they, Kieran Lovell, uh, Eddie Cole and uh, Lockie Clifford are all super inside mids um, and they base based our game off a, a strong stoppage game and getting it into that tool. so we'll have our work cut out um, I think we saw the first quarter last week, uh, a couple of weeks ago when we played them, they got on top around the footy and we're up by 10 points at, at quarter time so that'll be the, uh, the place where we have to go to work and Particularly on with the yeah on Utah's big ground six 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 all that sort of stuff. If you can get it in to one on ones, um, that they'll be dangerous. So yeah, we'll have to go to work around the footy.
1: And mate, you you spoke about you know what you've been doing from a midfield point of view. Are you enjoying the coaching? Can you see yourself as a you know future uh, head coach?
2: Uh, I don't know about a, a head coach. I love the tactical side of games. I don't so much like talking to groups and addressing groups in a football sense. Um, but I certainly like the, the tactical side of the game, so potentially outline line coaching and that sort of stuff down the track.
0: Mate, uh, a few rumours floating about that Thorpey's been doing some secret training runs and will in fact lace up the boots on Saturday. Can you confirm or deny this?
2: No, I don't think that's that's true. Um, certainly, last year there was a need for him losing his brother prelim final week. But um, this year, I think um, I think he'll be in the coach's box.
0: Oh, that was a very flat bat forward front foot defence there.
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, no. uh, yeah, no, you go. No, 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 that 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 nothing to add. That's all.
0: Um, just Cassie and I forward then a little bit away from Saturday. What does the future yeah. look like for you? Uh, Worm asked a question about coaching and stuff. Is it have you thought about higher leagues? Whether it's a, a case of going into state to uh, progress your football, or are you you're happy um, performing at TSL level?
2: Yeah, no, I'm pretty content with with where footy's taken me. Um, when I first started playing TSL five years ago, I thought I'd only play for one or two years. The only reason I really did it was. Playing cricket as a youngster, I never really tested myself at any level of footy, so I wanted to do that. And um, five years down the track, I've really enjoyed it, but I've got no real aspirations with footy to go much further than what I'm at now.
1: So if if the Tassie AFL teammate came in and we got a VFL team, you wouldn't be willing to have a have a crack at that?
2: Uh, not not probably from a playing sense. I'm 25 at the end of the year and. Pretty spring, spring chicken, mate. Get Twenty-five. Real old. <laughs> <laughs> pretty happy. Pretty happy with where I'm at at the moment with work and work-life balance um, and everything like that. So, yeah, our no, foot is probably, um, you know, just a just a fun hobby now on the weekend. I think.
1: Nice and mate. Um, if you had to, would you rather fight an elephant-sized pigeon or five hundred pigeon-sized elephants?
2: Five hundred pigeon-sized elephants. Oh, interesting.
1: Okay. Actually, I tell you what, an elephant sized pigeon would be a pretty intimidating, <laughs> intimidating uh, opposition, wouldn't
2: it? Yeah, I think so. It's a, yeah, 500's a lot of them, though. It is. They'd
1: wander around and, you know, slowly <laughs> trample be, on you. Be,
0: it'd be the shit that you'd be worried about more. Elephant shit. Yeah. But it'd be tiny from if they're only pigeons. What would you go then, Will? Oh, I'd just run. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I tell you sharing.
1: what, if it was um, if it was an elephant-sized uh, plover, then I'd be I'd be yeah. oh, I'd be hopeless. I hate those oh, it's that.
2: It's that time of year as well, oh, the mate. They're right. everywhere on the
0: golf course and the footy yeah. grounds. You haven't and... got any over at Windsor, do you? Nesting on the ground?
2: No, we don't. We did a couple of years ago, but no, dealt with quietly. Which of the, um, which
0: of the boys goes and stirs them up?
2: No, well, know, a couple of years ago, um, but I think during the COVID period when we're off the ground, um, Plover decided to um, come and nest on the ground, and I think there was some money put up for someone that would run over and and, uh, asher the eggs off the ground, and and I think Pow ended up doing that, (laughs) so... Probably. Pretty brave man, really. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure you didn't all put all your hand up? No,
1: certainly not. I I'm sure it was all done properly, mate. So yeah. No, I
2: was, a, I was actually at a job the other day. I have to measure houses, um, but sort of when I'm doing the valuation. And um, there they'll pl- they'll were plovers there, and I was sort of hard up against the, the wall, trying to hide behind <laughs> the eaves and stuff. Just that was, that that was more... Use- Usually it takes me about five minutes to do it. It probably took me about fifteen or twenty. So <laughs> that was more yeah. an
1: approximate those measurements, mate. Yes,
2: yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Excellent, mate. Yep. What's
1: uh, what's on the cards for the the off season, mate? Are you gonna are you gonna play any cricket, or are you um you know gonna go away? What what are
2: your plans after footy? Um, uh, not too much at this stage. Um, in the process of building a house, so hopefully that's done. Um, sort of around summertime, so just move into that and. Um yeah, not, no plans at this stage. I wouldn't mind doing a bit of travelling at some some point down the track.
0: Do you are you a labourer at the house or you stay clear of getting um, any calluses or anything like that? I can't I can't, yeah. you, I can't imagine. I'm not
2: not very handy, so I'll just leave <laughs> that leave that to the professionals.
0: Ah, uh, Fletch, mate, uh, we thank you for joining us on Way Out in the Wing. We wish you all the best for Saturday and no doubt it's going to be a cracking contest and you'll uh, you'll get your nose dirty in and under and uh, probably have a, a significant impact on the game,
2: I imagine. Thank you. I hope so.
1: Wilderson and I will be back in a moment. But in the meantime, if you like what we're doing, it would be great if you could help us out by jumping on your podcast app and give us a rating, <coughs> five stars, and some positive comments to go with it. Reviews help people find us, which in turn allows us to spread the word of local Tassie footy. Well, there you go, Wilders.
0: What do you think? Oh, it's good. It's interesting what his plans are for 2023. I think he's, whether he goes to VFL or maybe drops back into local leagues or something, or continue, just, I think he's, he's still hungry, winning over and over and over and over and over again. We,
1: we decided to hit Fletch with a few uh, funky questions, but we do uh, we do know him reasonably well. We did
0: uh, have been associated with Fletcher before. So anyway, I hope uh, hope he, he didn't mind that. Um, just to finish off on the uh, TSL game, the Kingbrook-Clarence one. Yes. Uh, after the game, Hudson medalist and um, elder statesman Cole Garland. Yeah, yeah. Garland announced, announced his, his retirement. Retirement. He so he it's did. a little bit sad that he doesn't get a crack at making it into the grand final. And that and his last play was being outmarked oh, in that. Uh, anyway, I wonder if that was the um, decision that the impetus that, yeah. Just went, nah,
1: I'm done. Because he was
0: upset on the ground. He was, yeah, absolutely. But you can't,
1: that's the thing with footy. Like you can't, there's so many plays and actions throughout the game that, can change the course of it. You can't leave it on. It's like the kick after the siren, whether you miss it or not, you know, leaving on one person's head. But anyway, uh, so while we've got the senior grand final, obviously Launceston and Kingborough, in the D League, we've got the boys, the Kangaroos, Clarence taking on Launceston in the grand final. Uh, so that will be a, yeah, another good, be game. A good matchup. Mm, be a good, good matchup. Yeah, good game. So. Uh, And then what have we got in the under-18s? We've got Clarence taking on Launceston as well. So, Mm.
0: Good one. Uh, SFL, Lindisfarne, completed the perfect season. Almost. They let the opposition score in the final. (laughs) Signet scored, but anyway. Um, Signet made a run of it late, uh, but the Michael Cassidy led two Blues, held on to win by 11 points with Ruckman... uh, who was it? Michael Phillips, uh, uh, as
1: in the best, best on yeah, ground. M- Matthew Matthew Ma- Phillips, Phillips. yeah, uh, in the ruck for the two blues. So good, good uh, front page on the back page uh, of the yeah of the Mercury There was. Well. Look, it's good photo. Big Joshy
0: Green. He, he stepped into the captaincy role. He was yeah, he was up and a premiership, premiership captain. Yeah,
1: so That's he good. he finished with uh, I was going through the stats. He finished with ninety seven goals, but I don't know whether that was.
0: No, it was because he kicked his 97th, that that included the finals. Oh, so it did include yeah. the finals. Oh, spewing. Mm. Do, you reckon he, do, reckon he, do you reckon
1: he'd give I mean, up three more goals for the premiership?
0: <laughs> <laughs> no. We're happy to be joined by Josh Green. <laughs> Where are we asking that? No, no. Uh, maybe if it was a beautiful deck, maybe they have played on the best ground available. He would have, Could have got it. a few more. So where's the best ground available in South? I, I don't twin know. O- Would it be the Twin Ovals? TCA? I mean, obviously, it's Blunston. Surface, well, surface-wise. Well, they can't but... play there because of the cricket. Twin mm. Ovals was already taken with the TSL. Do you roll up to the TCA? Mate,
1: Twin Ovals. There's two.
0: Yeah, but I'm not doing a list of... No, one's cricket anyway. I, I... Um, no, i say so we've played football there before. On the bottom one? Yeah. Have you really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, uh, TCA ground? Probably. Nah, you play at North Hobart every day of the week. Not in those conditions. Mm. Uh, In the reserves, we mentioned before, Dodgers Ferry. Four-point winners over Signet in a last kick of the day. Nathan Fuller from Dodgers uh, awarded Best on Ground. And the Colts, Lindisfarne got it done over Brighton. Low scoring. Gallant gallant effort by Brighton. Yeah,
1: low scoring. Ollie Ollie Holdsworth won the medal.
0: So, well done, Ollie. Um, And as you said, Josh Green, 97 goals for the year. I think the next closest was... 70 goals. Is that right? Yeah, so okay. he, he, he did the job there.
1: <laughs> he was all over them. Uh
0: Moving up the highway, uh, NTFA seniors, Longford got it done over Rocha Lee, Michael Larby, the Ruckman, uh, best on ground. Uh, Luke Murphy at Cullen, their Longford's um, spearhead up forward, uh, kicked the lazy five, and I reckon would have been in the running for the best on ground.
1: He was named second best. He loves celebrating a
0: goal, doesn't he? Yes, he did. Um, Big unit. He was a he was a handful for the Roacher defence.
1: Yeah, he's a big unit. Um, And I wouldn't mind. Sorry, I wouldn't mind seeing him and Dakota Bannister go one on one in a contest. They're both similar size, I reckon. Solid, solid, strong. Close to each other. A bit of reach to have to happen. If one was coming. If
0: one was coming one way and one at the other, that'd be a Ooh. that'd be good. To watch. Uh, and as we said, we thought uh, Liam Davies and um, Josh the Gherkin Frankham played well for uh, Longford. Yeah, Cousins was dominant for Rocher wasn't he? He just got a lot of the ball back at centre. Unfortunately, yep. Yep. Uh, reserves Longford did the double, uh, beating South 11 nine eleven sixty five to three seven twenty five. Got it done pretty easily there. And the perennial Sam Graham. Awarded BOG there. He's also the playing bench coach. Oh, well done, you sure. The 18s. <coughs> uh, uh, I'll,
1: I'll go What you cough. Sorry. Split her up. South got the chocolates over a gallant bridge north. Jake Elmer, good little tennis player, Jake Elmer uh, for South won the best on-ground medal. So they won by 24 points, four goals. Um, so, yeah, well done to those boys. And then, obviously, we the, had the women's as the well. The women's. Yeah, uh, so.
0: Launceston. Uh, completing a pretty dominant season, uh, getting over the top of OLs, who actually OLS held the lead at parts of the game.
1: Yeah, but then they didn't score in the entire no, second didn't. half, um, so that's not going to help.
0: Big game player Deanne Taylor adding to her medal collection by adding another best on ground in a grand final to go back to back Premier, back to back best on ground.
1: Now, what do you reckon? Uh, what do you reckon she'll go for three in a row next year? Uh, I imagine so. She might, but she'll be doing it for Scottsdale because she's heading up to. Went, well, heading should. up to Scottsdale for a crack. To uh, coach? I'm not sure if she's coaching, but she's going back up there to play. So big that'd loss be a, to Lonnie. Yeah, big loss to Lonnie. But you know what? Good for the competition. Um, like Lonnie have been dominant, but they step back from State League, obviously. Dominated for two years. I've lost one game in two years, two grand finals. I, I would like to see a bit more of that happen to equalize the comp in the North. Um, obviously, OLS took a real big step up this year. Old Scotch have been thereabouts as well. Bridge North have been thereabouts with South coming up in the comp as well. And now, Dianne heading out to Scottsdale. That is going to be a ripper next year. So, yeah, keep an eye out for that competition.
0: Uh, and as we said before, Devonport got it done in all three uh, Northwest Coast Colts, Reserves, and Seniors. That's massive. They, they lost the whole – the club lost three games all year. So that's that's a fantastic achievement. Uh, Braden Van Buren won the Wayne Wing Medal. Now, do, no disrespect to the Ovalston Games record holder and NWFL uh, life member, <laughs> but there is a movement afoot for the Wayne Wing Medal to be renamed the Wayne Way Out in the Wing Medal. <laughs> have you just, have you put that in? Uh, <laughs> we just well, there's a change of presidency at the NWFL. There's something I've just sort of. Floated a bit of paper under the door there just the, to see Wayne way at the wing. Where'd you get these uh, names from? You've
1: done some research.
0: It's, uh, it's great. it's genuine. Yeah, where yeah. where from? Just I don't know football. I don't need to do <laughs> 369 t- games at Alveston.
1: Well, actually, it was it was uh, a bit of feedback from last week, so I didn't put it in there. That wouldn't wouldn't be bad if we just did a bit more
0: research. Oh. If you guys oh, were that talking was. about fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh in the reserves. Sorry, sorry Gilly. No, uh, I'm joking. As we said, reserves, two point winners, Devonport over Penguin yep. and Devonport uh what thirty nine points over Winyard in the um in the Colts. Eli
1: A the Blizzard. Yeah, wonder if
0: any relation to Stephen The
1: great Stephen Could be his son.
0: Uh that's anything else in the radar, Worm? No, mate. No,
1: not not um actually I tell you one thing I saw out of uh out of the game. Devonport in the rooms they had the GPS chips in the back of their guernseys. That's pretty high tech for a local footy. I would have thought. Do you reckon many many clubs would oh, have that?
0: Uh, I don't know. Maybe only had maybe they only had five or six. Yeah,
1: I don't. I didn't see all of them, but there was one being replaced. Uh, the
0: only other thing that was Often on my. Often it's the case of if you got a fitness bloke that's into that managing yeah. loads and stuff they yeah, love okay. that not necessarily the coaches I suppose grand final though um, anyway um, I, I just I thought it was yeah,
1: yeah, yeah mate. Have, a, that, have a week have, the have Avo a off yeah. yeah just don't drink any alcohol for yeah. the next couple of days <laughs> recovery session whatever um, I just thought it was it was cool because I love the numbers uh, the only other thing I saw on the radar Bridge North announced a new coach for their team next year Ollie Cook, young Ollie Cook, is coaching them. So that'd be interesting. Um, Bobby Bean's continuing the seniors' women's role. So, yeah, well one under to Bridge North.
0: Oh, it's time for Derek's deep dive. Let's get stuck into it. You're cool, fellas. Well, he we sent something through, and it's been nice the last couple of weeks without having to do a deep dive.
1: Yeah, good on you, Derek. But um, We don't know where he is, though, do we?
0: No, <laughs> it's not. We're not exactly trying to chase him that hard either. So we're actually getting by without you, mate. So it's quite nice. Uh, Derek's deep dive for this week: Should local leagues adopt a, pr- adopt a-, a child each? <laughs> no. Uh, should local clubs adopt a pre-finals buy? Um, obviously prior to the to finals, but. Happening
1: so, like what? Thoughts? So, like what the AFL do? Yeah. So, what's the thought process behind the AFL? Is it to ensure that the teams are as well recovered as fresh, um, give their better players a chance, or give all their players a chance to get over little niggling injuries before the the week starts?
0: It would be to maximise the best players available. Yeah. and uh, look, look to put at- them on the field. And look at the first week of finals in the AFL
1: a couple of weeks ago. The the game results. Oh it was I mean, it was the best weekend of footy all year. So obviously it worked in that instance. Would it would it work?
0: Would it work would would it work for the same reasons locally? Now you mentioned something around if you finish top of the ladder. Everyone has a pre-finals buy, and then you have another final. You have, you have another buy yeah, the following week, so you're, and, you're having two weeks off. And depending on your competition, you
1: could potentially have a buy in the last round anyway. So if you let's say let's say this year you finished on top, but your last round was a buy, you then have a top five final. You then have a pre-final buy, and then you have first week off buy. And then you, so you're a month from playing a game of footy. I don't think, would you like, I mean, that's
0: like, but that's like suggesting at the moment if you have a week off in finals, some teams it benefits, other teams it doesn't. Mm. But a month? Uh, Geez, I reckon I'd want to hope if I was coaching someone.
1: You'd want want six months off. (laughs) No, no, no. I didn't
0: say if I was playing. If I was coaching, if you only play once in a month, like Melbourne last year in the AFL, they had 28 Mm. days. I reckon you'd want players just. Chomping at the bit to get on, so I, I I can't I can see why it potentially would be, but if you got the chance to win a grand final, knowing that you got a week or a mm. couple of weeks or whatever off, change your loads it, up, you might train. I think it'd, be, I think it'd be
1: beneficial. I mean, you'd think within a club,
0: you'd see. Do, you do you reckon then? Do you on the Saturday? Do you reckon you're better coming into a game with work under your legs but sore? Or do you reckon you're better coming into a game with having trained pretty hard, not with the match effort uh, match effort, yeah? But you are not sore at all. Well, I, th- I think as a player, you'd like to come in as fresh as you
1: can be. So in that instance, yeah, maybe you'd love the week off. But all it t- you know, you get to the finals and you go, well, you stepped up a notch here. Um, you
0: know, are you, are you switched on? Are you ready to go? You'd, you'd hope that you were. You know, well, the other good thing about it is, though, that if, because of the f- uh, the number of leagues that are in Tassie... The staggered nature the of when they finish. The staggered nature of where yep. they start and finish, you're potentially opening up the opportunity for other leagues and other teams... Do, do what we get to do. ...to go around different football and mm. see... Different bits and pieces. Mm. Um, would they exclusive though? to your own league? Do you reckon they would? I'd hope so. Yeah. There are quite a few people that we saw I saw at UTAS that were across numerous leagues.
1: Yeah. Ran into Nick Kingston up at the NWFL. Mm. Pig. Uh was he in the Canberra? Uh no. I think he had a can in his hand. Um <laughs> Yeah, I oh I, I, I don't mind it. What I, would I, be the downside that you're Season goes for another week.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, that
1: They have a... What's with the rostering now? Round does it, one, does they it have muck
0: up a-, a lot of grounds running into cricket season.
1: Uh, yes, it would.
0: So that that's a potential logistical issue, yep. facilities issue. Yeah,
1: true. But maybe, I mean, maybe just cut the season a week or two shorter. I don't know. It's hard. It depends on, you know, in an ideal world, we're probably... We're not having a buy during the year, as in during the the rounds. So, you know, we've got. Hey, we don't have the Queen's birthday anymore. No. So
0: there goes there goes a public holiday.
1: Is it? What about the? You know, we've got a public holiday next Thursday. That's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Uh, So so do we do we celebrate the King's birthday now? No, serious question. Do we celebrate the uh, King's birthday? Yeah.
0: So is that not on? Um, It's um, January first. That's his
1: birthday. When he's Prince. What's his name? King. King, King... Charles III. Charles. Uh, but... King Charles.
0: But <sighs> I wasn't going to say you. I was going to say it's, something. It's now. the most
1: common thing. When's King Charles III's birthday?
0: Here we go. When is it?
1: Uh, the internet's really slow, Eddie. 14th of November. November, long weekend. Well, go double up, double up. Double up. You're Extra pretty.
0: long weekend. There we go. Because it wasn't the Queen's birthday always. Her actual birthday was April and we always celebrated it in June. No, hers was August, I think. Yeah. Maybe. So this is how much yeah. of a monarchist I am. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, so should we do we adopt buyers in local rounds?
1: Oh sorry, I thought we were talking about whether we move to the King's birthday weekend. Uh, I don't mind it. If if logistically it could work with the with the cricket seasons. Uh, I, I don't. I don't mind the idea.
0: No, I reckon we need to adopt it. Yeah, we'll put it. We'll lodge it in as our. Or did we already lodge it in as our uh, football futures thing with AFL Tas?
1: To know. But just to let you know, the same public holiday. It's just going to be called the King's Birthday, not the Queen's. So it's not even the day they're born. That's ridiculous. Yeah, but the, let's mix it up a bit and have it on the the days I actually a, born.
0: I had a concept a couple of years ago about. Um, Stupid that we sell no, but uh, we should lump all our every second or third year, lump all the holidays into just one or two weeks, yeah, and just everything shut down like across Christmas, New Year, and almost like a Spanish siesta, but just an Italian or French or whatever, yeah, like where the manufacturing area shut down for the summer, Yep, just do that. Just when When would we do it? Uh, Hang on, I'm just thinking this workshopping this through. People are going to want to drink here I'm probably still going to have to work. It's but, gone. Ah, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Well, Derek, there you go. Let us know what uh, you think. If oh, you think, if you're a player, yeah, and I reckon right. you'd benefit from a pre-finals buy, or or is that what the reward of the person finishing top gets? Yeah,
1: the well, team well maybe. Top? But it, but is that is that too much of an advantage for teams? It'd be interesting to see um, the teams that finished on top this year. Who did it?
0: We'll crunch the numbers. We'll we'll send that into the wing. I
1: I reckon if there's no buy during the season, do it. But if there is a buy during the season, I think there's enough weeks off.
0: Last drink. Thanks to Van Demon Brewing. Yeah. A well, good song. Oh, what this a great song. This is your song. choice. What a great song. There's Provided a, it to be late.
1: Yep. There's a reason for it. Ooh, exciting development. Little, little package got delivered for us. We'll keep it on the down low, but let's just say some exciting things are coming They're out of before summer.
0: All in time for
1: summer. In time for summer. Just keep a little bit of cash in your wallet. <laughs> just a little bit of cash. A limited release is going to come of, out.
0: A little cash cash on your bank account because you would probably be able to do something uh, with it online as well. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Last drinks,
1: mate. Just a quick one. I've, I didn't allude to it while you were nattering away about the game, but NWFL final, very spiteful game. Two halves, I reckon. Rumour has it that the umpires went into the rooms... At halftime, maybe said a little bit of, hey, let's just stop the argy-bargy. There was some little snipes behind play. Every contest, there was a push, a little jumper punch punch. it reports? Don't know if there were any reports, but there was definitely... You know, was a brave umpire to make a report in grand final. Yeah, though, or sending... Because that send, then mucks up your following week. Yeah, or sending someone off. So anyway, we didn't do it. Um, but yeah, anyway, that was um, all.
0: Uh nothing else from at, me, really. At UTAS, uh we were very nicely standing just in front of ex Roach Lee president, uh Scott McLean. Well, I looked after him. Well he had a word to me as we were uh, walking out of the ground. I did see that. <laughs> and uh he did indicate he goes, Who's your mate? <laughs> I said, Oh, that's Worm and uh from way out in the wing. He goes, Ah, oh, okay, then I haven't I haven't heard of you blokes before and anything. I said, oh, I'll flick you a link, blah, 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 And he goes, he lent in and he goes, look, tell your mate, that all the chit-chat that we've been having, I will not require his assistance. He seems adamant that he wants to assist me. I will not require his assistance. <laughs> uh, mate. So I just passed me on a message oh, for you. I was
1: pretty certain he'd be able to look after himself and uh, it was more so me just... Um, you were
0: ghosting him as we walked <laughs> out. <laughs> it
1: was more so me just making sure... I had someone around that could handle themselves because I can't fight my way out of a wet paper bag. So uh, would have been handy yeah. having his backup. They were no, they were in. They were good for. Uh,
0: we have TSL luncheon function well uh, this week. Um, looking yeah, forward no, we to it'll it. It'll be great. It'll uh, be it'll be an absolute belter hosting the uh, well the lunch. Yeah, yeah uh, MC uh, TSL lunch. grand final day at UTAS this Saturday. hopefully it's good weather. Otherwise, it might turn into a mud pit like North Hobart. Uh, yeah, let's hope it's... Uh, Last in, game of the year. In, in better nick than North Hobart, mate. So Last footy game of the year.
1: It is. It is. So, yeah, no. let's uh, let's get around it. Let's get everyone from the state to you, Taz, for the big dance.
0: Good guest tonight.
1: Thanks, for See you later.
0: Ah, f*** it. We're sick of it. Oh, is that not what we meant to say? No. No, no that's, that's it, right, mate. I can beep that out. Yeah, good. Uh, well, that's us done for well, another yeah with well, TSL. That's the last game of the year,
1: so we're not going to come back just to review the one game. So we might we'll do some social media posts about that. But you
0: know, obviously we're we're done for another year of way out the wing. However, we do have a few irons in the fire with regards to improving Tasmanian football and letting you know about it. So we'll get a few people involved. We're going to do your little uh,
1: little round round table discussion and. We'll get a few involved. We might post that as a, as a separate podcast at some time.
0: Yes. Don't put any timestamps no, on
1: it. At some time. Well, it'll be like the AFL team at some time in August. That uh, date's passed well, again.
0: actually, we will come back. And once we get we'll a license, a we will be back on the airways quicker night, than... Yeah. Uh, and... We will have a very special announcement coming out uh, very, very shortly, I imagine. Absolutely. Keep an eye out on the social media platforms for... Something is about to drop which will blow your mind. Alex McKenzie, you'll be all over this. You'll love it. So, we thank you, Wing Family, for another year. Appreciate all the support,
1: all the messages. Uh, Our viewers were up a lot this year, so it's great. uh, Listeners. 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 Hopefully no viewers. Maybe next year, but... Our listeners are up. All the stats that we take, so it's great to, that we're building, slowly building this footy community. So obviously, if you know anyone else that might like to uh, listen to twenty-two episodes over
0: summer of this year, and well, Then you all can all help us by liking, subscribing, and rating comments. Send some comments uh, on them. on your podcast channel of choice because that then subsequently helps like-minded individuals find us. So absolutely, the one goal we've achieved this year is we've managed to drop a very, very heavy dead weight. Derek. He's gone. He's gone. He might be We will not renew his contract. Oh, well, he's not. So we may open ourselves up. Third wheel. For a cadet. Yeah, fair enough. I don't mind it. Trainee. So we'll see. Excellent. Good on you, Wilders. Anyway, thanks, moment It's been good, mate. Out. If you enjoyed this chat on Way Out In The Wing, make sure you like and subscribe to the Way Out In The Wing podcast channel so you never miss another entertaining episode, neglect an exclusive interview, or forget what games you should be seeing this footy season. Listen, like, and subscribe to the channel now.